Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner, the podcast where we delve into the latest news through a conservative lens. In each episode, Little Joe sifts through the top headlines and news articles, offering insightful commentary and analysis from a right-leaning perspective. Whether it's politics, culture, or current events, this show explores the issues that matter most to conservative listeners. Get ready ready. to cut through the noise and get to the heart of what's really going on in the world today. Let's get started. Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Welcome back on this Friday. A little bit of positive news, a little update here. If you stopped drinking Bud Light because of the whole uh, Dylan Mulvaney fiasco where Bud Light, somebody at Bud Light, or Anheuser-Busch, thought that it was probably a smart idea to hire a transgender to try to promote a (laughs) beer product, which I couldn't even begin to try to understand. Um, but if you did uh, yourself boycott them, I'm going to uh, tell you what your boycott did. In North America, in North America the organic revenue, uh, seen as the best measure of operating performance, plunged $1.4 billion last year as beer sales by volume tumbled in the region. Primarily due to a decline in Bud Light sales in the United States, beer makes up the lion's share of Anheuser-Busch's revenue. Bud Light sales uh, tanked pretty much after the company's partnership with Mulvaney last April um, and sparked an anti-trans backlash and called for a boycott. So if you're, whoa, (laughs) that almost got me. And so if you were wondering um, what, what fruits your labor produced? You produced $1.4 billion worth of pain for Anheuser-Busch for pulling such a stupid stunt. I think most people would say it has nothing to do with the uh, alphabet community. It has much more to do with beer inherently is a man's man's drink. You know, generally, women don't like beer. I'm not saying all women. There are some women that enjoy good beer, but... For the most part, women, they like other types of mixed alcoholic drinks or they like their wine or whatever. Uh, But generally, beer has always kind of been a man thing. So I don't know how they thought that it was a good idea that this man thing, that you're going to take a man or a little boy who's dressing up as a little girl and who behaves like a little 12-year-old girl and try to promote your man product through through that scope. I I don't don't see how that... uh, how that works. Uh, apparently a lot of other people didn't see how it works either. Um, and it's like I said, it's not about the, the alphabet people. You know, I don't think anybody cares if a gay person's drinking a beer it has nothing to do with it. I mean, if that was in the commercial, I don't think anybody would say a whole lot, but the fact that you're trying to just like Gillette did where they told all men, it's time to shave off your masculinity. If you remember that commercial, boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Yeah. Boys will be boys. Okay, there ain't nothing wrong with being a boy, and there ain't nothing wrong with being masculine. <laughs> but uh, apparently, this push that they have this to uh, feminine up all men, yeah, it doesn't work for them. So, anyways, ultimately, uh, Bud Light's push to try to uh, feminize you—if <laughs> that's even the way you would say that—that uh, 
didn't work out so well and pretty much blew up in their face to the sound of $1.4 billion. So pat yourself on the back. If you decided to stop drinking it and make a change and go with a different product because of that, I think that that's a, a positive. Um, it shows you the power that we have as people that if we all bind together and stick together, we can force change. No company in the world wants to lose $1.4 billion, trust me. I don't care. Maybe they could tolerate losing it for a while, but after a while, they got to come back to the table. So if you just keep the punishment going, eventually they will come back in, into some type of sanity. So you know, keep up the good work. We're all working together in this. We're all in it together to try to make sure that this craziness comes to an end at some point. So I think these are important steps to go in the right direction. All right, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's White House has begun, has begun referring to border crossers and illegal aliens as newcomers and people who are in the country, uh, a terminology distinction that conflicts with federal immigration laws. This is what they want. Just like we were just talking about this, when trying to normalize uh, men becoming feminine, they're trying to normalize people crawling, pouring in across the border, and instead of calling them illegals, we're going to call them newcomers. Because for the Democratic Party, they are newcomers. They're newcomers to their party. That's what they're hoping for anyways. They're new voters for them is what they're hoping for. Uh, people who are in the country, um, yeah, illegally. Illegal aliens who are in the country. We've even gotten away from saying illegal aliens because so many people get upset that you use that terminology by calling them aliens, which is so stupid. So people say illegal immigrants. Yeah, they're illegal aliens. They're illegal immigrants. They're illegal whatever you want. The fact of the matter is they're illegal. Coming across the border the way they're coming across the border, claiming asylum when they don't even have the right to claim asylum because they forgot to claim asylum in the first 15 state, uh, countries that they passed. Uh... They're illegal. They are here illegally. They've entered this country illegally. They have broken the law immediately upon coming in here illegally. They don't respect our laws. They don't respect our borders. And the fact that Joe Biden and his administration have the gall to call them newcomers or people who are here uh, who are in this country shows you what we are fighting against. It shows you who they are. In case there's ever any doubt, they, they always reveal they always reveal who they truly are. They never hide in the shadows too long. They, they've hidden the shadows so long, this is their moment. They are out on Front Street. They don't care who sees and who knows. They do it all, not to mention they always have the media that works with them to clean it up behind them, whatever little mess that they would potentially make. But this is what we are fighting against openly. They do not care. They're happy that these people are here. They have no intention on slowing down what's happening at the border. They have no intention on stopping, stopping what's happening at the border. They want what is happening at the border because for them, they look at that as a, the, the future. The future voters of America. The future, in their opinion, Democrats of America that are going to vote for Democrats and Democrat policies. And they are going to be able to reign supreme. This is why the border is the way it is. Not to mention, if you flood the system long enough, you tear down the entire system and then you can rebuild it from whatever you want it to be uh, rebuilt from, in which case, America, the experiment's uh, long over at that point. All right, moving on to something a little bit more interesting, probably to you. The Hunter Biden de uh, deposition. <clears throat> 
what is being said by Hunter Biden behind closed doors. All we can, all we know is what we are being told. Hunter Biden says that uh, this is via Jim Jordan. Says that he didn't recall dropping a laptop off at a Delaware repair shop, which we all know is a bunch of bullcrap because the FBI and IRS both said that they have authenticated the laptop at that Delaware repair shop from 2019. Hunter Biden said that he did not remember a lunch at the Four Seasons in D.C. with CEFC officials and his dad. And Robert Walker testified that weeks before Hunter Biden and his business partners received $3 million from the CEFC, Hunter Biden hosted a lunch uh, that Walker uh, attended at the Four Seasons where his dad had dropped by and addressed the CEFC officials for about 10 minutes. Um, Hunter Biden also said that uh, after Burisma executives talked to him about uh, the pressure of coming from the the pressure coming from the Ukraine government, he did not call anyone in D.C. If that was true, uh, we would we wouldn't have the uh, records of it. But Devin Archer testified that Hunter Biden received the Burisma executives' request. He called D.C. and he called his daddy. Okay. Listen, I, I got a great relationship with my father too, man. My father, that's my that's my main man there. So I talk to my dad about everything. So that way, so I know for a fact, if you have a, a good relationship with your father, generally, especially if you have some big news or anything that's important going on, you like to let your old man know. Okay, so uh, being that I know how I talk to my father when this guy says he doesn't talk to sleepy creepy at all. Yeah, I seriously, seriously doubt that. Hunter Biden said that he never fully read an email from James uh, Gilliarm stating that Hunter would have hold 10% for the big guy in their joint venture with the CEFC. Documents show that Hunter Biden responded to the email without protesting or even questioning the suggestion. So you know he lied there as well. Hunter Biden said that he did not recall sending a message to a Chinese business partner where he stated, I am sitting here with my father. But he did say that if he did send the message, he was certain his father was not sitting next to him. And in fact, he sent the message uh, to the wrong Zhao. Strangely, Zhao, uh, I think it's Zhao. Um, strangely, the Zhao that uh, Hunter did message respond as if the message were meant for him. So Hunter Biden is testifying currently, or I don't know if he's testifying or he's just being you know, a Q&A session, however, however you want to look at that. Um, and as of right now, he's doing what he does best. He's lying. Now, I wouldn't, put the, I wouldn't put it past the guy not to remember everything. You know, it's hard to remember everything in life, especially when you're smoking crack rocks the size of golf balls. <laughs> I would imagine your brain's a little mushed up. I mean, we've all seen the videos. I mean, this guy, this guy's a world-class dirtbag. I mean, this guy's done some serious drugs. And for some odd reason, he does like to film himself when he's high, man. And when he's geeked out, he enjoys turning that camera on and staring into it like a total creep. But uh, I wouldn't put it past him to miss a few things here and there and his memory not to be so great when you're that doped up. Uh, however, it's real convenient that he doesn't seem to remember anything that links his father to him at all because then daddy would be in trouble and then uh, he would lose his protection as well as daddy would lose his protection. Now, Hunter Biden does have some protection because uh, daddy still runs the country and pretty much what daddy says goes. And if uh, dad doesn't want anybody to prosecute him or anything, I'm sure he makes a few phone calls and Hunter Biden gets off. So 
I mean, it's a messy situation. I don't expect anything really other than the stuff that you already know. I don't expect any bombshells coming out of any of this or all of this. I mean, yes, watch it. Yes, listen to it. See what people are saying about it. Sure. But if you're sitting by the TV waiting for that one moment where they come up and tell you that they got them, they got Joe, it's all going down, everybody's going down, I I can tell you you're probably waiting for something that's not going to happen. And and I'm just a realist. I don't, uh, I'm not here to be, uh, you know, doom and gloom or or make you feel bad, but you you have to look at the reality of the situation. And the reality of the situation is Hunter Biden's father is currently the president of the United States. They they certainly have the upper hand on this situation. So unless they all turned on Joe, and I'm talking about uh, Democrats, unless they all turned on Joe and they needed to get Joe out and they were willing to sacrifice him and let everything just roll, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, it is what it is. Just to accept that you're going to hear some stuff. It's going to piss you off. You're going to get some more information that maybe you didn't know before. But at the end of the day, I doubt anything's going to happen to Hunter. I seriously doubt anything's going to happen to Joe. And that's it. The best hope we have at changing things and making things better is in November. Is pulling out a win and putting a uh, certain orange person back in the White House. That's where we, we win. I mean, nothing will happen to Joe. Nothing will happen to Hunter. But at least America will get back on track and things will get a little bit better for you and I um, at that moment. Otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm just cautioning people not to get overexcited and think that something's going to happen. That's not going to happen. You know, again, like I said, I'm a realist. I don't, uh, I, they're not going to do nothing with that. You know, Hunter Biden goes in there and he lies big surprise. And I don't think anybody should get all crazy about that either. Did you expect the guy to sit down there and go, Oh yes, yes, dad did it. Dad did this. Dad did that. And you know, and, and by the way, I got cocaine in my left breast pocket. <laughs> if you, I mean, you're, you're dreaming pretty big if you're dreaming for dreams like that because uh, it ain't going to happen. But, uh, yes, I thought I would update you on the Hunter thing. Otherwise, uh, that's going to wrap it up. And uh, have a blessed weekend. And that wraps up another episode of Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes. And join us next time as we continue to explore the issues that shape our world. Until then, stay informed and stay engaged.